Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question. This is a show where we give you too much information about all the nerdy curveballs that are flung in our direction at bettering speed. <laughs> like, you know, the new bat suit worn by Robert Pattinson in the latest test footage for The Batman coming next year. This is Eric Voss. This is Villa Molina. I and, go up here. <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna answer the biggest questions for you. Uh, and this week, Philip, uh, the big question's all about, yes, this new bat suit. How is it engineered? How has the design been updated to suit this new Batman? Essentially, what secrets are the new bat suit What hiding? secret are you hiding? Because <laughs> I see that your jacket's zipped up. What are you and talking you about? You don't normally zip up this jacket. I always zip up this jacket. Let's show the footage. Okay, don't look at that footage. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll get there. Guys. The big question about this bat suit is definitely about this emblem, right? That's what everybody's been yeah. talking about. We will get to the emblem, I promise you. Uh, in fact, we got into some uh, fisticuffs about it. Yes. Um, but I just want to start top down, right? So if we start at the top, uh, it would be the ears, except mm. you can't see the ears Cut on off. this guy. But I actually pulled up a bunch of mock-ups of different designs uh, that we can show on screen right now. Oh, I'm uh, seeing them. These are things that Ooh, <laughs> what they might uh... be. Uh, you're just looking at me saying <laughs> making those sounds. But it's applying to the No, and the editors are just going to show you licking your lips and looking at me. With uh, my <laughs> zipped up. So let's keep going down that sexy, sexy, oh, yeah. uh, huge, heavy, furrowed brow. Mm -hmm. uh, and we get to the all-important mask slash cowl. <laughs> this is usually the most definitive uh, part of the look, right? Yeah. This is what people decide. That's what this Batman looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one, the most unique thing, just right out of the gate, you can see it here even, is the leather stitching yeah. all around the mask. Uh -huh. We've never seen that before, except for terrible cosplayers, uh -huh. who you can see just all the seams of their uh -huh. of their outfits. This is where the duct tape is, but it was yeah. intentional. Uh, let's show my favorite cosplay costume I've ever seen. Oh, great. Okay, so this stitching immediately implies that this is some sort of material, probably leather, honestly, but the question is why isn't it like all the others, which are usually some variation on either some sort of ceramic mm -hmm. or Kevlar mm, material. Yeah. So here's the thing. Scientists have kind of looked into, hey, should we improve our military's uh, helmets by creating full masks made of Kevlar to prevent them from bullets to the head uh, mm -hmm. being deadly? Oh, yeah. Turns out they're still deadly if you do that. A Kevlar helmet uh, with, that is thin enough to wear in a scenario like this actually does not prevent your skull from fracturing, mm. doesn't prevent concussions, it still will give you brain damage. Mm. So at that point, it's actually false confidence giver that, you know, I can just get shot in the head right, right now. Right, it's counterproductive. Yeah, it's like that guy in Saving Private Ryan, you oh, know, even if he kept it on. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, that poor, poor actor that they killed for that scene. Why do they insist on doing that? Yeah, well, realism. It's not Kevlar, and that's okay. It's not stupid, Aaron, but why specifically leather? Leather, as it turns out, is, is just lighter in general on your head, but it's specifically very comfortable, and comfortable doesn't seem that important, except it's comfortable because it's form-fitting, and actually the more he wears it, the more it's gonna give to his exact kind of weird skull shape. If you look at his skull, we got a picture of his skull, file photo of Pattinson's skull. So it's not just leather because it's it's comfortable. Leather actually has been used as a helmet a bunch of times. Famously, when you were playing football back in 1906. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, file photo. <laughs> 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 You're just uh, up in the shining. They called them leatherheads, right? Uh, right, yeah. And those, you would always think, oh, well, those stupid idiots were getting brain damage out Yeah, that obviously constantly. didn't work too well. Actually, the Cleveland Clinic just did a study pretty recently that found that those leather football helmets 
are equally and sometimes better at protecting football players from brain injury than the most modern current polycarbonate head, uh, helmets. Wow. But do you think it's because the football players now are 10 times the size uh, that they were back in the but, 50s? But no, they can actually put on one of these beefy freaks of nature, they can put a leather helmet on it and it will protect him better, uh, in, or at least the same, than his current helmet. Wow. But the exception is it is less likely to protect against a, a skull fracture. So if wow. it's like, you know, head going into a knee or something, then you probably will fracture your skull. But the new ones actually are probably more likely to cause concussions. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it actually is a very good, strong use of a lightweight material. And in fact, firefighters wear leather helmets pretty frequently. They don't all wear them. It's a choice that they make. But uh, another reason is because they deal with extreme temperatures really well, mm. which Batman going into a burning building or yeah. setting fire to the side of a building in the shape of a bat logo. Yes, this guy is a little too liberal. A little bit this, of a narcissist. Yeah, and a little bit of a narcissist. But you know what, it's worth it because he's a leather daddy now, which makes it all worth it, right? Welcome to the club, Pattinson. <laughs> uh, let's keep going down this thing. So we explained why leather's better. Uh, you can see that the mouth hole is actually a lot bigger uh, in the cowl. It's just so you can talk bigger smack. That's it. Oh, sure. But or, or to take bigger things in there. Eric. Leather Danny. Eric. Daddy. Eric. Daddy. Your family's watching this episode. Yeah, but they don't understand That's who what your it daddy is. is. <laughs> You're referring to daddy. Yeah, my leather family's watching, and that's <laughs> why I'm shouting them out so much. <laughs> so we keep going down past his holes, and we get to this neck. And actually, there's a better uh, image we can put on screen. A lot of people are noticing that there's kind of this raised collar, like a popped-up yuppie. Hmm. Uh, some people are thinking that this could be a reference to Gotham by Gaslight, which is an oh. awesome story. I'm very mm -hmm. into Elseworld Batman stories. I pitch them all the time, uh, starring me in every role. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of similar and sure that there's a, there's a raised collar in that. But actually, I think this is more tactical. I think it's actually inspired Ooh. by basically a, a SWAT suit, which a lot of the rest of it is too. If you look, well, I'll show some images here. If you look, they're often wearing neck protection in the form of an extended collar. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, that both is against a potential bullet or, or, or knife attack or something. Uh, but the neck is like this vital place that is often not protected if, mm -hmm. you, if you don't have a raised thing. But they always get this wrong on bat suits. Every version of the bat suit, they've been trying to figure out how do we protect the neck without building it into the cowl. Mm -hmm. So even you know recently, they created some sort of weird sliding system in Ben Affleck's suit so that he literally just could turn his head left and right. Yeah, uh, it's more for like design to avoid that whole joke from the first uh, run of Batman where they had to turn their whole body. He, could, he had to turn his entire torso <laughs> to look out the side of the plane and the, give a thumbs up. <laughs> Did you know that's not his arm. What? Or was it Val Kilmer or Michael Keaton? They had to have a whole other person. It was Michael Keaton's arm <laughs> yeah, in Val Kilmer's Val cockpit. Kilmer. Yeah. He stayed. He was contractually obligated <laughs> to. It's the arm of Batman. Appendage. Yeah. They, yeah, they had that problem. They actually tried to address it also in The Dark Knight, where in The Dark Knight he tries to get an upgraded version and Lucius Fox specifically says, you want to be able to move your neck, don't you? Yeah, when you back down the driveway. Right, and they still actually didn't really nail it. He can just kind of turn it. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that they were like, why don't we just separate the neck protection from the mask entirely. Yeah. So they just raised it out on the sides and now he's able to move his head in any okay. way. He can go, oh. he can do all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, he's that full uh, the ball joint uh, that we have in yeah. the ball and socket joint. Yeah. Let's mm. let's make Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer jealous for a second. Mm. Ooh, mm. I can do all kinds of thumbs up. Mm. I can go yeah. thumbs up here and I go thumbs up down here. Thumbs up to our ceiling cam. All the letter daddies that we lost before. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just were trying to protect yeah. us. That's actually a really cool choice that they made is to just actually give him 
more uh, mobility in the neck, which is an important place to have mobility, but still not sacrifice the protection. Uh, if you keep going down that, then you see the cape. Not much to tell other than it looks like it might be detachable. Oh, okay. Which makes a lot of freaking sense. Yeah. Probably the worst example of a cape that doesn't make sense is Michael Keaton's because Tim Burton obviously was going for a stylistic bat-inspired look and he's very goth-inspired and it's like, a, you know, a gargoyle watching over you or mm -hmm. something. You know gargoyles in their capes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's all p part of his costume and, like, it's built into the emblem and the, the uh, cowl. And all somebody would have to do if Batman's running is like just catch his cape. That, that, and be like, ah, let go, I can't. And I also can't turn my head. <laughs> and bang, 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 bang. No capes. So uh, the fact that this one might be detachable honestly just makes a lot of sense. He might be able to have better mobility with that. And that actually brings me to the <laughs> suit where it is just incredibly practical is what it uh -huh. seems like. It does look like the, similar to the Kevlar biweave body armor that was used in the Nolan films. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what it looks like is around his chest, his arms, his upper shoulders and, and whatnot. Remember I was telling you that in The Dark Knight, uh, Christian Bale's Batman upgrades his, his suit that's right. uh, because he's not moving quickly enough, he's not agile enough. And so they come up with a new version that has these kind of plates instead of a solidified mm. piece. He kind of seems to have these plates too, uh, Pattinson's suit, where you can kind of see it around the shoulder and stuff where it's more separated. The issue with that that he might run into is actually that that version of the suit is more susceptible to small arms gunfire and mm. to knife attack, yeah, which right. Talia Ghul made use of in Dark Knight oh, yeah, Rises. Yeah, yeah. If he had not upgraded his suit, she might not have been able to stab him in the side. Okay, so based on all of this being so kind of realistic for uh, just being in attack mode all the time, that I'll throw back to the ears for a sec, is why I think we're actually probably gonna see practical small ears hmm. that aren't weirdly like, if he doesn't duck low enough or something, they might get caught on something and snap his head back. Oh yeah. I think we'll maybe a little similar to the Ben Affleck uh, version. Those are actually pretty yeah, a little small little ears. ears. Yeah, cute, but you know. Really just for uh, wind <laughs> resistance. <Yeah. laughs> There's some really cool designs that the ears are a little longer. I do hope they kind of keep those actually, but it seems like they'll probably go practical with it. That brings us to the emblem. Oh yes. Which is the big question of this big question. So first of all, it is more visible than Christian Bale's, which I think Christopher Nolan was like, I wish I did not have to put any bats anywhere on anything because he like hid that one. Do we have to call the movie Batman? Yeah, can't it be Dark Guy? Yeah. But it's way less visible than Michael Keaton's, which is the famous yellow oval. We've mm -hmm. seen that in the comics for years. That was in the cartoon too. Uh, and that one, by the way, a lot of people are like, that's so stupid. He's got like this bright yellow oval right over his heart. But in the comics, they've since retroactively said that that's on purpose because it's bulletproof or there's a mm. bulletproof plate behind it sometimes and he wants people to shoot directly at that. Mm. It's so it's to distract the gun. Exactly, yeah. but it also kind of requires the person to have amazing aim. Mm. Like if they slightly are off and he's like, no, crap! Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is still a bad Could way to Could you have better aim shot. when you're trying to kill shoot me? Shoot me right here! Right here, please! In the emblem. Not here, here. This emblem specifically. Okay, so we can see it, but what the is it? Yeah, it's it something. It looks like it's made of something. It looks like it has mechanical parts to it. So there's a couple of different theories here. This part we don't know for sure and we probably won't know until either a trailer or the movie itself. Uh, the most popular theory right now is that it's made from a gun. Yes, I saw this one. Specifically, Joe Chill's gun, the mm -hmm. murderer of his parents. 
That would probably be a throwback to Detective Comics 1000, where Batman gets Joe Chill's gun and he melts it down and he puts it right there, but he actually turns it into a, a bulletproof plate to put behind the emblem, gives it meaning that way or something. Mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of into if it is a gun, it just kind of also looks really hard to make that shape out of right. a gun. Uh, another theory is that it's actually made out of knife parts and it maybe is a functional knife or Ooh. two knives, which I know that you're interested in. Yes. And then third, a lot of people are thinking maybe it's actually just removable in general and maybe it is, sure, a knife or a gun or something or a batarang. Sure, yeah. Uh, would be kind of fun if you like literally- Like a detachable piece and you just, you have it, it right here yeah. whenever you need it. And he literally only has one. He just got one, but it's- But it comes back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right in the heart. It's a boomerang. Yeah. It can potentially be made from gun pieces, knife pieces, Pieces, or just be a detachable battering in general. But is that realistic? Does that, they're going so realistic on this. So, this is a big question. There's no reason for us to do this, but we tried to figure out if we could take items like guns and knives, buy them without raising suspicion, and turn them into essentially that batarang. So Eric, I know you uh, yeah. did one based off of a knife that you had or whatever. Okay. I tried to do it out of a gun, we'll compare results. Okay, well I have a knife that we've known from past episodes, a big question I carry with me at, at all, all times. times. But it's far too sharp to pull out here on the big uh, question table, because we often accidentally injure each other on the show, and I don't want I brought to a gun. Okay. <laughs> well, what I decided to do was this guy Scott Free on Twitter uh, tweeted us um, a diagram uh, based off of what you can see in the trailer, trying to show how those two pieces of the bat wings are actually knives. They're two small daggers that he can pull out and use, and if you put them back to back, you can kind of make these kind of uh, retractable knives as if it's kind of like a switchblade or a pocket knife. Um, and I reconstructed this using um, my crafty skills, uh, cutting it out of cardboard. That we, I think we needed that cardboard for something else, but I destroyed it and, and made this. Out of that! Da, 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 you gave it da, nipples? Da, da. Well, the nipples are necessary. Why did you give but it nipples? They're all so sensitive. And Eric, I this feel it. Okay, so imagine you're Robert Pattinson and you're facing a dangerous situation and you need okay, these small knives. You have them right here. You wait, just... wait, wait, wait. I'm a bad guy. You're a bad I'm guy. I'm coming at you. They go, oh shit. Well, it looks like you have no weapon. Well, and I die <laughs> because it takes bang, me bang, a while. Bang. But I have this knife, and I have that, and I got these two knives, and I go, Slank, 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 you don't kill! Ah, but, but I just hit points where I know the arteries will um, car carterize and... Uh, <laughs> they self-carterize? They self-carterize. So what's cool carterize. about these is, like many knives, they can, they can, they can, they can, they, they can, they can... Shouldn't use pencils. They can, they can go, <laughs> And then you got a little compact version that you can just tote, tote around in your pocket. What was the point of having it on your chest? Well, that's because they aren't expecting to check your pockets when you're going through TSA. I just want to show everyone how cool it Eric's craft skills are that he can he can that I yeah. did that they do that. It's posable nipples. <laughs> yeah, you got your your Batman emblem that is also a knife. And uh, can, and that's what I think it is. And no one even notices that you've got anything unusual at all. No, I'm fine. No, no weapons on me. No need to check me. Yeah! The guy with the weird voice. Yeah! Yeah, we should have yeah! known. I'm back on the chest. There you go. So the, the answer of can it be made from a knife? Yes. Is 
It's is doable. I mean, this possible. is kind of what yes, it looks give like. Me two knives. Mine was tough because I had to make mine out of a gun. And first of all, getting a gun is really easy. So easy. It's so easy. Yeah, I, should, I should have had to take a test. It's harder to go through TSA and yeah. get on a plane no, than it is to went, get a gun. But I went to Target, I, I walked the aisle, saw a lot of decent options, but then I finally found the jackpot, some Nerf guns. Okay, yes. And so I took, I bought a Nerf gun, I took it home with me, I disassembled it. We're watching the B-roll now. Uh, and then I, kind of broken into a lot of pieces. I used my Dremel on it. I painted it a bit and I uh, ended up with, uh, it's it's a little bit rough, but also on my chest. And Ooh, the tape's really holding just it together. Just on the skin of your chest? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, it's kind of a uh, former gun turned into kind of a successful battering, kind of has some, some folding abilities. How did just... you make the wings from a gun? Folding wings? Well, what these Nerf were, it was that? like gun handle, gun handle piece, and then, you know, little springs or whatever. You just bought a battering toy and said that you made it out of a what Nerf gun. What are you gun. talking about, you Turn liar. it around. Why? That's not a gun. You just bought a battering toy. It's not a gun anymore. I specifically changed it. It was always a battering. No, this has never been a battering. Look, it has tape. Why would it? Uh... Ah! <laughs> Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> it's not a Nerf gun. You... <laughs> this was a Nerf gun. I can make it back into a Nerf gun. All right. Well, uh, it's, it's answered clearly, um, you know, Philip did a better job than Eric, but yeah, it wasn't right. a competition. But in real life it is. So Our jobs depend on the result yeah. of this. Is it a battering made out of guns? A Nerf gun that you can throw and fold up. We're just so proud of ourselves. We're like, but now let's take a moment to like talk about something that like has been growing uh, at New Rockstars. Oh my God, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, scientists don't know what it is yet. The Discord, <laughs> the private Discord uh, server that we have that's just uh, among our inner circle of nerds and supporters that has kind of started as something we just wanted to offer people and we didn't know what it would be, but it's kind of become like our go-to place for like our, our people who we love to hear their opinions who have like these great theories and ideas that have kind of made their way into our videos. It's really just like a way for us to get to know uh, on a more personal level, like yeah. our, our favorite people. Yeah, these are people who are patrons uh, of ours, so they could sign up via Patreon, uh, and you get the link to Discord that way. But yeah, I mean, Undersea, should we keep uh, talking to him Carol, there? Danny. TWCC, uh, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, that MCU, MCU guy. guy yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, really, really great people on there. Shout out to all of them. Uh, honestly, it's just like nice to have other nerds to just talk yeah. to and like geek out about. These were conversations that we were already having on Slack internally, and then we just realized like, well, we can have them with, you know, fans too. And uh, we've honestly used, we've stolen all their ideas and put them in the videos. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this show would not exist without that, I feel like, because I think it was that feeling of getting to know people and having a chance to answer their questions and having, giving them a chance to get to know us better. And there's a whole separate thread that's just IRL in real life. And we get to see like what projects they're working on. And like, it's created this nice little community uh, of a place to like connect with people. So if, if you want access to that, I, I highly recommend it because it's been kind of like our favorite thing going into work every day. It's the lowest tier thing you can do to support our channel and help us do things. <laughs> you just made it sound like an asshole thing. Like it's the bare bottom it's of the, what you could do. The least you, know you could do. you know how hard we work? <laughs> we work so hard. Damn it. We have to work after we get drunk. <laughs> and build weapons that don't work. Our kids don't see us. My kids don't even know I exist. And I don't acknowledge their existence because I'm too busy building weapons. Anyway, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, a Discord is a, a great way to show you love us and for us to show that we love you. Not our kids, to be clear.
What kids? All right, moving on to some bite-sized questions now that I have to answer since Philip did such a great job talking about Batman's new suit. If I had done a bad job, then I would keep talking to redeem myself. Yes. All right, ooh, this one's all... Ooh, this was mailed to ooh, us. Yes. You can mail us at our P.O. box, it's below. Dear Eric Voss and Philip Molina, now that I've seen Endgame 14,600,005 times, I've been thinking, does Cap have the Odin Force, mm. uh, parentheses, the power Thor had in Ragnarok? Because in Thor 1, Odin said, whoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the powers of Thor. Since Cap is worthy, wouldn't he possess that? Sincerely, Jackson Casey. P.S. Sorry about the construction paper. I guess I'll have to call Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jackson. Yes, thanks, Jackson. Yeah. And a uh, great question. We are happy to clear this up because it is a detail we have overlooked in past videos. Video that I worked on with Marina, and uh, poor Marina had to go up and host this video with a with kind of a little fact oversight that was totally my fault. Oh. But she did a great job with this video. Um, yes, you are correct in pointing out that Odin's worthiness charm in Thor One does say that whoever wields this hammer, should they be worthy, will possess the powers of Thor. And uh, because Cap, the MCU has decided he is worthy, there was that little detail in Age of Ultron where he's able to budget, and then of course in Avengers Endgame, he picks it up and he is able to summon <laughs> lightning with it, yeah. meaning uh, he is worthy of the powers of Thor, including the God of Thunder powers, which is just inherent lightning summoning <laughs> abilities. So yes, uh, due to Odin's worthiness charm in Thor 1, Cap is worthy of the powers of Thor, including lightning powers. And then also, technically, Thor doesn't even need the hammer. He doesn't. To do it, so maybe Cap could just summon it to I, I think he becomes the god of thunder right. the moment he picks up the hammer. Good answer. Yay! Good job. And thank you, Jackson. What if Cap could still only just budge the hammer, even in Endgame? He's just, just like, like uh, you watch out, Thanos. Coming your Thanos. way, big guy. J.R. Lopez asks, when Spider-Man twips around, uh, <laughs> does he leave webs everywhere or does it just dissolve? Would there be webs all around New York? Um, so Stan Lee established pretty early on in the Spider-Man comics in the 60s that Spider-Man's web fluid dissolves after an hour. So after an hour starts to go by, it, it gets really dry and brittle and eventually just kind of like disintegrates into dust. It's something that Peter Parker, he didn't design it this way. He actually tried to make the spider webbing more long lasting and durable because he wanted to try to sell it to make money off it, but he couldn't figure out a way to do it. So he's just like, dang it, okay, well, this is the best I can do. Uh, so that way it, it kind of establishes how New York isn't covered in, in gooey, gooey webbing right. forever and ever. And why a number of criminals get away if, the, if they're yeah, not. The a cops gotta show up fast. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a pizza's free if you know. Yeah, I did my part. Yeah. Uh, great. And then one last one Lucas Mucus asks Eric, what's more clunky? What does McClunky mean? All right, so McClunky, of we'll reenact it real quick. Yeah. Rotate hand to deity, don't solo. Over my dead body. McClunky. What the f? <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> this is in A New Hope. Uh, it's a Greedo and Han Solo standoff in the Mos Eisley Cantina, and uh, the scene that has been notoriously changed over and over again by Lucas. In the 97 special edition release, they he added the bolt of uh, Greedo's blaster fire to make it look like Greedo shot first, when in the original, Han just shot first preemptively. Latest version on Disney+, Plus, they added yet again another detail of Greedo saying, McClunky. <laughs> and people are like, what the hell does this mean? Well, according to Brian Young and Lucasfilm on Twitter, he established that McClunky is a Huttese word translating to, this will be the end of you. 
Uh, so that it, whole phrase. Yeah, the whole phrase. McClunky. McClunky. And it's kind of ironic, obviously, because it's going to be the end of him in this moment. But it's it doesn't come out of nowhere because he pointed out back in Phantom Menace, Jar Jar's goofing around and he pisses off Sebulba while uh, uh, getting that crap all over his table and Sebulba jumps on him and he says, McClunky. So, yeah, so it's been established in Star Wars canon before. So if you had a real sharp Easter egg, uh, you, you wouldn't have batted an eye at McClunky being in there other than they edited it again. Just leave the scene alone, Eric. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Uh, so there you go. That's what that's what McClunky means. Do I think it sh- belongs in that scene? Uh, yeah, it probably just deserves to be left alone. All right, Eric, why don't you read this one? What was your worst date experience? Hmm. hmm. Okay, I've had so I've had some that are just kind of like lame. <laughs> I've had dates. I've had dates back in the days when I was doing online dating. Well, there was one where it you was. You mean like date like. Like you're my web girlfriend? Uh, or no, that was catfishing. That's a different episode. <laughs> the interesting bad one was um, a lady I met through the improv theater that that we used to perform at, and um, we went to the Grove in LA. It's basically like a big outdoor mall in West Hollywood, and uh, we went to a burger place at the Grove. You can get your uh, it's a great place to park because most places validate. We went to a burger place that was new and did not validate. And for the remaining 90 minutes of this date were us trying to find a place for me to validate my parking because I didn't want to pay $15. So you were the asshole. I dragged, I was the asshole. I dragged her to Coffee Bean because I went through my wallet and I'm like, oh, I have a gift card to Coffee Bean. I'll just get, I'll just use this gift card. And I went to Coffee Bean and uh, they're like, oh, this gift card's expired. I'm like, oh. Fine, I'll just pay the four ninety five, and I'm like, can I validate my or ticket? You're like, can she pay the four ninety five? And and they're like, oh, we don't validate here. I'm like, where does validate at the Grove? And I'm going from place to place, and I'm like, oh, where's sure. where can we validate? And she's ready to go, but I'm just like, okay, why don't we go to the movie theater? Because I know this movie theater validates. But I go in there, and they're like, she's like, we didn't see a movie, and I'm like, she's we'll like, just lie and say we did. Shut up. Eric, you're yelling. I'm scared. <laughs> and this whole time she's like, God, this guy's so much. It's 15 bucks. Uh, and then I go in and then I say, uh, oh, can I just go validate my ticket? And they're like, where's your tickets? Did you see a movie? And I'm like, yeah, I saw a movie. And I look to her and she goes, we threw it away. I'm like forcing her to lie to this usher. Wow. And uh, and he goes, uh, what movie did you see? And I look to her again. This is Usher, by the way. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's not on my like, watch. People try to do this all the time. She looks up at one of the other theaters where you can see the, the title of the movie and the time. She's like, didn't we see? Uh, <laughs> didn't we see? Oh, uh, no. And, and then it was that um, that Nicholas Holt uh, zombie love movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, saw we warm did. bodies. This idiot's gonna think we we're, we're telling the truth. So he's like, okay, yeah, fine, we get it validated, and uh, we went on two more dates. It didn't really go anywhere. It fizzled out. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like I nailed it. Uh, I thought of a date that was awkward and uncomfortable and appropriate because this is post Valentine's Day. They were shooting this because it was a Valentine's Day date. I invited someone over to my apartment. I was hosting a uh, like kind of singles thing, but it was very clear like instead of the thing where it's like let's all drown our misery together and shit on Valentine's Day, it was like come to this party and let's try to hook up with somebody. Wait, was this in college? I think yes. I was at this one. Yeah. Uh, you were. Uh-huh. You very much were because I invited a girl to join me and I thought she was into me. We'd been hanging out a lot, and I was like, well, here, Valentine's Day, it's the obvious next step. Uh, and she's there, and we're talking, but, like, she's 
suddenly like, uh oh, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I don't want to give off that energy. So she's being very like, I only want to be friends. I want to be, want to be friends at my like party where I put red pillowcases on the the lampshades. Yeah, I remember to, this. Yeah, try to make it all sexy, and I made those those strawberry uh, chocolate covered strawberries and stuff. At a certain point, I realized like, oh, okay, she's she's not into me. So I go, why don't you just go make out with Eric? Wait, hold on. And she did, and you guys made out on the couch, and then later, she and I did get together, but she told me that right before she made out with you, <laughs> she, at first she went to the bathroom and she puked for a while, because we got really drunk, and then she went and made out with you. Yeah! The guy with the weird voice. Yeah! <laughs> this was my most uncomfortable question. <laughs> uh, guys, that's what this show's all about making you uh, write cringe in the comments. But if you have questions for us that you want us to answer in a future episode, be sure to let us know using the hashtag BigQuestion. We'll feature it in the show. We have a long list, uh, and some of you have been tweeting this yeah. stuff, and it's, it's on the list. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get through all your biggest questions, because we, we love tackling these in this kind of format where we get to drink. Be sure to also mail us if you if you like to use stamps. Yeah. Um, be, mail us at our P.O. Box. The post office needs this. Be sure to follow us at New Rockstars on all social media. Subscribe to New Rockstars for all of your nerdy news updates. And uh, follow Philip at Philip Molina. Follow me at EA Voss. And guys, we'll see you next week. Bye.